So I I want them to believe that performance uh, is shaped by by behavior of yeah. self help, self belief, hard work, and the desire for excellence in order to produce a justified outcome. Yeah, so you yeah. want to justify your outcome? That is how you should work towards it. Welcome to Swim.Rocks, the show that shares ideas, information, and inspiration between swimming people who stay dry. My name is Lachlan Van Tempest, and on today's show, we are talking to Mr. Wong Tong Po, the Vice President of Swimming Malaysia. Mr. Wong has been a part of swimming for a very long time, and you can just hear by the tone in his voice that he is very passionate about swimming. We chat about what swimming in Malaysia is like, what does the future of Swimming Malaysia look like, and some of the highlights of Malaysia's National Aquatic Governing Body. Enjoy! G'day everyone and welcome to this episode of Swim.Rocks and today we are going international and our guest has been involved in swimming for 35 years and has been to many international swimming championships including the Sydney 2000 Olympics, Asian and Commonwealth Games on of multiple years either as a coach, technical official or team manager and is a warm welcome to the Vice President of Malaysian Swimming, Mr Wong Tong Po. Mr Wong, how are you? Fine, thanks for having me in the show. <laughs> That's all good. That's all good. And you were yeah. saying the weather over there is much like it has been here in Australia this past week. Very rainy. Yeah, very wet, very wet. And everybody is kept in the house with yeah. the wet weather and with the COVID-19 spiking every day. Oh, so wow. everybody is everybody is in the house. And then with some most of us are working from the from home. Oh no. So it's safer to stay in the house. Yeah, yeah, and 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 definitely the safer option. And and how is everything going over there with COVID nineteen? Is it looking uh, like things are going up, or is it just varying every week, just changing every week? Changing, changing every week is changing. Sometimes it goes down, sometimes it goes up. Some of our places here are under the lockdown, yeah, but not the whole country. Certain areas. And uh, Kuala Lumpur, where 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 the the, the main hub of activities mm. is mm. under lockdown, some of the places there. Oh wow, wow, that's crazy. Uh, anyway, let's think. That, let's think about the bright side and think about swimming. And now, Mister Mister Wong, we have you on the show as we wanted to explore uh, different international areas and and gain understanding of swimming uh, in a different country. And one of our guests, Debbie Totoli, mentioned your organisation on our show not too long ago. And we knew we just had to get your organization, <coughs> excuse me, on swim.rocks. Uh, so let's start from the origins of Malaysia swimming and when and how did Malaysia swimming form? Well, it was in, it was formed in 1995. Yeah. Uh, mainly to cater for swimming and water polo. Uh, oh, okay. Those were the two, two activities. Uh, very popular at that time, and it was called uh, by the uh, Malay name of Pram, P-R-A-M, which if we translate into English will become Amateur Swimming Union Malaysia. Oh, but, wow. But recently we have changed it to Malaysia Swimming, Yep. and it, it also has a new bright logo. Oh, awesome. You'll have to, we'll yep. have to put that up on our social medias to show everyone your new logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Well, so, so you've been around since the start, is that correct? Uh, I was uh, not really the 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 early nineties. No, I was involved in swimming in from the early sixties. Oh my goodness! <laughs> early sixties, <laughs> early sixties, and uh, it has changed a lot. Now the National Aquatic Body, which is uh, located at our beautiful National Aquatic Center. Mm. So, uh, so now this this aquatic body, national aquatic body, now we have increased activities to seven activities un under their care. It will be swimming, diving, water polo, synchro swimming, para swimming, open water, and lastly, master swim. Oh, fantastic! That is so awesome. Oh. Now, now with that, um, you say you have seven sports. Uh, that are under that governing body, what are the participation rates in, in, in swimming? Let's just think about swimming, whether that be open water or, or para or able body or, or masters. What are the participation rates in swimming across your country, both at that competitive level and then at that general participation level as well? Well, I think when you talk about swimming, we have to talk about swimming pools. Yes. Whether they are available and sad to say in Malaysia, we don't have sufficient swimming pools to go around. Right. So it's either for recreational or for training. Yeah. Now, I, I'll just quickly go through. We have uh, over here public pools, which every state you have one or two public pools. It's yep. meant for the public to come in. You have to pay to come in. And, and, and it is a free for all. You can do whatever you like. You can swim. You can you can go for fitness. You can you can do for you can have games whatever is it. That's the first thing the public pool. Then we have club pools. Right. This this club pool is something like in Australia too. They have lots of club pools. Yeah. Some are big, some are small, and some most of these are run by board board run club pool. Right. And then we have we have condominium pools. Uh, condominium pools are all pools that are private, is under the condominium authority. Right. And then we have university pool. Yeah. But there is a trend now in Malaysia. We are opening up more indoor teaching school and academy to cater to the Learn to Swim program. Oh, fantastic. So with all this, I think our participation rate is still quite low. It is not yeah. because, because of the pool. Some of the pools are not, not available. Some club pools are only meant for members. Right, so, okay. Yeah, and then you have to buy membership. It's quite expensive. Yeah. So yeah. so so now, now, if you look at the range of uh, activities in such pool, uh, yep. we have, first of all, the Learn to Swim program. Yep. Uh, Learn to Swim program... They are very popular in most of the pools all over here. Mm. And uh, from the Learn to Swim program, we will go into the competitive level. So those uh, learners who are very competitive, they will move into the competitive level. Oh, but, awesome. Yeah. But all, all these pools are all self-help pool in terms of funding, facilities, and resources. Oh. They are not, unless it is a, it is a public pool, then it mm. is funded by the local council. Right, okay. Uh, other, other than that, we have to uh, 
fund ourselves. And oh. uh, we, we have very young swimmers. In fact, it's like Australia. Yeah. We have we have learned to swim programs starting from a toddler to yep. seven years old yep. to adult, even to people who in the in those who have retired too, see. Yep. So we have we have now registered club run by the board. Then we have a coach run team that is in uh, what you call pools, public pools that they rent the lane or the yep. or the the pool time they are renting. Yeah. And yeah, we also is. have yeah, we also yeah. have coach and parent run team. Right. Okay. And uh, we have uh, condo pools, hotel pools. In fact, yep. I, I am I am doing in a twenty-five meter hotel pool. Oh, nice! Uh, in, in one of the state, <laughs> but we can only do it at the non-peak hours. Right. So, so, but we are thankful that we have a pool to use. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, and the competitive level, uh, most of them are run by coaches. Yep. At the same pool that I mentioned earlier. Then we have a lot of competition in Malaysia. Yeah. If we, if we look at our calendar. We start off with regional meets. Yep. In other words, we have a few states getting together yep. to organize meets for some, maybe 120 or 150 swimmers. Oh, awesome. And we, yeah. yeah, we usually invite states that are nearby. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so each region, each state, sorry, has its own championships, but invites other states as well. Yes, yes, yes. And then we have club sponsored. Annual meets. Yeah. These are from bigger clubs. Yeah. Where where they sometimes invite uh, Thailand, they invite Singapore. Yeah. To to come because they have the funding, they have the they have the money, they have the facilities, and mm. they have the manpower to run such meets. Yeah. Then we have the corporate sponsored meet like Milo and swimwear companies. Yep. which in, most of them are for the national body. Right. So so the national body runs meet, national meet, international meet, all these are run by uh, Malaysia Swimming. So across the board, you will find that we cater for beginners, we cater for the intermediate group, mm. we also cater for the advanced swimmers. Wow, that's fantastic. You're catering for across the entire board of, of the swimming landscape over there. That's fantastic. Now, um, Malaysia has some beautiful uh, uh, water and, and coastal destinations. Is that one of the main reasons why people get involved in swimming is Malaysia for water safety? Uh, uh, we are surrounded, of course, by yeah. water, water. And um, I think swimming itself as an activity in the sea is not very popular except for open water. Right, okay. And, and what you call triathlon. Yes, but, yep. Uh, but uh, in the sea, is more popular with other sports, motor sports, uh, what you call, uh, you have uh, canoeing, you have uh, dragon race, yeah, uh, yep. all this, but uh, I think water safety we are more concerned with uh, in the 
in the pool. We are, we, we, they are, they are more because a lot of them are doing the learn to swim program, and mm. and most most parents realize that uh, water safety is very important. Mm. So now now there's a lot of emphasis on water safety, mm. whether it is in the commercial indoor teaching pool or in the club pool. Yeah. And I and I think we are we are getting along fine with water safety, especially with MSTA around. Uh, we are advocating water safety all around. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Now let's come back to uh, the uh, competitive side uh, for a little bit. How many clubs do you do you know? How many clubs you actually have registered in your country? Well, it is it is not it is not. Uh, I I can't give you an exact figure. Yeah. Because uh, there are now teams coming up. They don't call themselves clubs. They call themselves teams. Right. Uh, where most of them are renting pool lanes and mm. pool time from condominium and from public pool. Right. And, 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 and we have a lot coming up. So within these last few years, maybe we have about almost 20 of these clubs coming up. Teams yeah. coming up, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so to get a figure, we we have in Malaysia. At the end of the year, we normally have a inter club meet, which right. is called Pre- President Cup. So, so to to get that number, we go into the twenty nineteen inter club meet last year. At the end of uh, it was in November, mm. and we had forty registered clubs taking part. Where yeah, wow. we have where we have more than a thousand two hundred swimmers. Wow, wow, that's awesome. That is so good. So, so uh, that will be the, the the official numbers that we have. Forty, I think, is just uh, compared to Australia. I think we are far far away from from the desired numbers. So, yeah. Australia should have more. I'm very, I'm very sure. <laughs> yeah, I think in New South Wales we have, uh, we have. Over, I don't know, maybe maybe five hundred clubs or something like. That. I'm you sure. Are, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. sure someone could give could give me a number, but I don't have it on me right now. Yeah, now let's 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 turn to your organisation and and your uh, team at Swimming Malaysia. What would you say is your goal for you guys as an organisation? Well, as an organisation, if you if you look carefully at our website. Mm. We we are we are actually promoting aquatic sports in the country. Yeah, we, because we do not have any pool by ourselves. We do not have coaches. So what we do is we promote and we encourage aquatic sport in the country, uh, ranging from the age group to the elite. Yep. So all the facilities the coaches the resources are all provided and funded by the government through our national sport council right so okay. our, our national sport council is the body that link the government with our our what do you call uh, national body right okay okay so we actually work very hard to upgrade coaches technical officers, and uh, we make sure that we have enough swimming meets to let them showcase their talent, these young yeah. swimmers. Yeah. So we have a lot of meets for the juniors, 
throughout the years. Mm. And uh, throughout the years, we have been successful, especially in diving. Yeah. Uh, in diving. Swimming, we are still looking for a gold medal in the Olympic. Yeah. Which we, yeah. Which we, which we are, are working hard towards getting a, a medal. Any yep. color will do <laughs> at the Olympic. Yeah. But we, we, we are successful, especially in diving. Yes. And yeah. uh, just for your information, we, we won a gold medal at the World Diving Meet in Budapest. Oh, wow. In, Fantastic. In 2017 in the 10-meter platform. Uh, from, from, from a, this is a woman event. And it's all won by women. And the, the men are a little bit behind. Yeah. And, and at the 2016 uh, Rio de Janeiro, we mm. had a silver in the women's synchro 10-meter platform. Yeah, and yeah. in two zero one two London Olympic, also women, we had a bronze medal in the ten meter platform. Wow, wow! And and and, and swimming, I I believe we did quite well in the open water in London, where Heidi Gunn, I think she is based in Melbourne. Right. She she came out number sixteen out of the whole lot. I think there were forty people wow. in the water. That is fantastic, and and I'm sure a lot of us who who stay up to watch uh, watch the diving and even watch the Olympic games definitely see uh, the Malaysians diving is is fantastic, and 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 um, you know getting medals on the uh, world stage and and really taking it to the likes of of, of China and 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 uh, and who else is up there in the diving world? It's yourselves, it's China, and um, oh, who else would you say? Well, Australia do well too. Australia we do, do we well. do all right. We not we don't do too bad. Yeah, yeah. Canada, UK, yeah, they are okay. They're okay. They're and okay. Then, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then in in swimming, uh, we had two zero zero four in Aten for the first time. We were in the A category, where oh, our awesome. hundred hundred meter backstroke we managed to enter the semi final. Wow, I think that's, and that's quite an achievement. That is and definitely then, an achievement. <laughs> until today, we have not got a single athlete into the A group. Uh, we are always in the B. Yeah, and and uh, that was the only time two zero four, and and these particular swimmers, uh, he has won gold medal at the Asian Games, mm. in, in the Commonwealth Games. You know, so yeah. that was years ago. So I'm wondering what happened to the uh, the present batch of swimmers. Uh, are, are they too comfortable or are they in a comfort zone? They are not striking it out, or is it <laughs> our system? Or is it our system that is not playing playing it right? You see? Yeah, right. So 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 we had success in Asian game, Southeast Asian game. Yeah, well, fantastic, fantastic. Now, Mr. Wong, let's move on. And you mentioned it earlier that. Uh, you have quite an incredible-looking National Aquatic Centre. Um, when was that built, and what championship meets does it hold? Actually, the Aquatic Centre was built in 1998 to mm. get it ready for the uh, 16th Commonwealth Games. So, in, in Kuala Lumpur, wasn't it? In Kuala Lumpur, yes. yes. Yeah. The first time we, we hosted uh, a meet of that size. And uh, this Commonwealth game was the impetus or it gave an impact to our country, especially in Kuala Lumpur, mm. to build facilities, 
to meet the standard of the Commonwealth Games. So we have not only the aquatic center, we have other what you call facilities around. Mm. We have, we, you'll be surprised, we have a national stadium where we have a city capacity of 100,000. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it is a huge stadium, it's the outdoor stadium, and then normally we play football there. Yep. And then we have our national indoor hockey stadium, which is, I'm sorry, we have our national indoor stadium where we hosted a gymnastic, we hosted some other games inside there too. Mm. And then we next to it, we have the National Hockey Stadium. This is the field hockey yeah, stadium yeah. Where, where Australia is one of the top countries in uh, field hockey. Yeah, the, ca- and, the kookaburras yeah. and the hockey roos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then next to it, we have the National Squash Arena. Right. And I'm sure you, you know our icon, squash icon, uh, Nicole David. Uh, I, ha- was, I have heard I have heard of um, some yeah. Malaysian squash players, and and you guys are very very good. I hope that yeah, that yeah, does yeah. come back to the Olympics. Yeah, no, <laughs> that is one uh, wish that we had uh, maybe <laughs> a, a few years ago. Yeah. we would have got a gold medal if wow. there was a squash, what you call game or squash yeah. uh, in in the Olympic. So yeah. at the moment, our icon has retired. Nico has retired. Uh, without without getting an Olympic gold medal, but she was many times world champion, so we are very proud of her. Oh, awesome! That's fantastic. And um, then, yeah. yeah. Now you keep going. And then next to all this, we have at the same time around the area, the National Sport Institute, just right. like your Sport Institute in Canberra. Yes. And, yeah. And and we have the Sport Council. Uh, building also housed there. Yep. And then there are parks, jogging track. We even have a golf club known as the Mine Golf Club around it. And there are many hotels to cater for guests, to cater for people who wish to take part in all the activities there. Mm. So it, it is it is a big complex. And I think it looks very grand. Wow. Well, I, you know, I'm just, as you're listing off all these facilities, I am just thinking about all the people uh, back in the Commonwealth Games, just going around and, and, and enjoying the city and everything like that. You're really drawing a picture for yeah. me right now, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, let, let's move on. Uh, and you mentioned earlier that you invite Thailand and Singapore over and you have your national champs and your local meets, but on that higher level, the, that international level of competitive swimming, you have that advantage, you know, of having so many countries right next door, like, uh, like you said, Thailand, Singapore, Indonesia, even China, you know, isn't that far away. What is it like being able to give your athletes that experience of racing internationally, you know, especially when it's so close to home? Well, uh, it is at, at this very moment, we are behind Singapore. Mm. And of course, we are far behind China in swimming. Mm. But we are on par with Thailand, Indonesia, Vietnam, and the Philippines. Right. So what happened is every two two years, we have our own Southeast Asian Games Mm -hmm. with all these countries. So we compete in not only in swimming, diving, water polo, and Mm. synchronized swimming, 
and open water, but we also compete in other games too. Yeah. So, okay. so yeah. So, so this is the time whereby we have the we have the chance to swim against our rivals in this South Asian country. Yeah. But but the trouble is, uh, China is not there, Japan is not there, but they are so far ahead. Yeah. They are very far ahead. I think Australia also is is uh, very far ahead. So together with China and Japan. So in the in the Asian region, we have China and Japan, but we are nowhere near them. Mm. So it's very difficult to compete with them. So what happened is we have this Southeast Asian meet once every two years. Yeah. So this is the time where we get together to, to test our, what you call uh, swimmers against their swimmers. Yeah. And you know very well, Singapore come out top all the time. <laughs> and, and, and I think you know that the Joseph Schooling yes, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, took to a goal in Rio de Janeiro yes, in the 100, 100 fly. Flight. Yeah. He even, even beat Michael Phelps. Yeah. <laughs> so so we, we are far behind. And they have some very good backup swimmers too. Right, okay. But, but once in a while, we, we do get invitation to swim in Singapore. Yeah. So Singapore, Singapore and Thailand. And Thailand. So and 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 you'll be surprised. Vietnam is coming up. Vietnam. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, Vietnam is coming up. So so we have these few countries around, and uh, but we 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 don't get a lot of uh, opportunity to race with them. Right. So maybe maybe once every two years. That's it, lah. And right. then, uh, but but you must remember that we have a few of our swimmers. In US and in Australia, training. yes, yes, yeah. Uh, so, so I think Welsom is in Melbourne at, at the moment. Mm. So, so we have some swimmers in the state too. Yep. And 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 that is the place where they get this exposure. Yeah. And it's very good for them. So we, without exposure and then just swimming and swimming and training, I think we are going to go not very far. So. We also have an open championship yep. in Malaysia. So every year we have one open championship whereby we invite swimmers as far as Hong Kong yep. come. And uh, that is the time where we have a chance to measure our, what you call talent against their talent or yep. our swimmers against theirs. Yep. So, so we have a few opportunity to swim with them. That's awesome. That's so good that you have that you have that international, uh, that that that, I guess that advantage of having international competition right at your doorstep. That is just fantastic. Now, let's say that uh, all those countries that you have listed, uh, it's the it's the it's the four by one hundred freestyle relay. Which team would you would what what team would Malaysia want to beat more? Like what country is your your swimming rivals and 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 you know who's is there a bit of a friendly rivalry going on between whether that be Thailand or Singapore or anything? Well, so far the Southeast Asian game we have got uh, a silver and a bronze so far. Yeah, but uh, but uh, to to beat Singapore we need something extra. Yeah. All right. So Singapore is always far ahead in all the two relays, right. whether it's the IM, whether it's a medley or whether it is the freestyle, yeah. or whether yeah. it's the hundred or the two hundred. Yeah. 
and and uh, we only look out for Thailand, Indonesia, Philippines, Vietnam. Yep. Where we, I think I think the most of uh, the first place is reserved for Singapore, but but that is not. I hope in a few years we will be able to match them. Yeah. But but at the moment our rivals are Vietnam, Thailand, Indonesia, and Philippines. Yeah. Right. Fantastic. Uh, in, yes, and these are the people there. So, but but Singapore is nearby, so we get to race with them once in a while. Yeah. You know, uh, be, you know Singapore, they are all centralized in their sports school. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 they have taken away a lot of negative uh, effect from the equation. Yep. So the the training equation. So the, that that's how we manage to to have a little bit of friendly rivalry on where we swim with the South Asian country during our South Asian games. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. That's cool. Now, you mentioned uh, earlier <clears throat> that uh, one of your goals as an organization was to promote and then also uh, develop the young coaches and young athletes. But what, what programs do you have in place that assists in developing those young athletes? Well, now some of us, some of the pools are doing ad hoc, what you call training. In other words, uh, most of our uh, group, age group are handled by coaches. Yep. And they have their own swimming teams. So we have for these last few years we have seen a few teams coming up. So some of the coaches are doing full time, some are doing part time. But uh, Malaysia Swim Swimming has been organizing coaching courses for these coaches since 1997. Yep. Mainly to increase the number of qualified coaches. Yep. So so these coaches they run training program in clubs and other swimming pools. So they are the one that's that supply, put it in a very direct way, the the swimmers to the national team. So yep. I think we have to do more for them. Right. So okay. yeah, because and then we have this age group meet at least seven times a year for all these athletes yep. to come in to come and showcase the talent. So we are we are using talent detection more than anything else. Right. So, okay. Uh, so when 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 they swim, of course we will pick the best. Uh, yep. That would be a very easy way and the fastest way to detect talent. Yep. So yeah. So after that, we will gather them and then we will put them into yearly training camps. Training camps whereby we will we will we will let them train, get together, know each other. And to have more, what you call, they have some fun too, you see? Yeah. You'll be training the whole year round. Yeah, you got to so, have some fun. You have to have yeah. some fun. <laughs> <laughs> then at present, there is, in every state, we have a backup squad. Right. A, a backup program for selected athletes for most states. And some of the coaches uh, that are appointed by the National Sports Council, mm. some are doing part-time, some are doing full-time. Mm. But but for next year, from next year onward, we are having the national backup squad all centralized in the sports school in Kuala Lumpur in Bukit Jalil. At oh, our, that's very, that's a near, good near idea. To yeah. our, near to our aquatic center. And uh, we have chosen 19 uh, swimmers, both boys and girls from the age of 13, 14, 15, all over the country to undergo a more systematic centralized training. 
where they will stay together in the National Sports School hostel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, we have selected also seven young divers into the scheme too. Oh, awesome. So, so, so we, we, we have been moving around in, in this direction. So I believe maybe we'll get something out of the backup squad, national backup squad in the National Sports School in Kuala Lumpur. It would be mm. it would be better organized. Put it put it that way. More systematic. Yeah, yeah, and that's a, that's such a great idea. Um, to actually give these kids, uh, not only an academic education but also an education into swimming <clears throat> as well, and and being able for uh them to train as a group together at you know one of the best facilities in your country, which is fantastic. Now let's fast forward a little bit more, and you're meant to have your Olympic qualifiers in April. Um. Obviously, that didn't go ahead because of the current times. But how will you now decide what athletes uh, you will be sending to Olympic and Paralympics in Tokyo? Uh, and also, I want to ask you, as long as your sorry, as well as your people who are already in the country, what about the people who may be living in other countries? Like you mentioned, we have some people here in Australia or over in the USA who are eligible to swim for Malaysia. Um, if borders don't open, you know, would it be possible for these people to trial for Olympic selection in a different way? Well, uh, if you look at our, uh, what do you call a yearly calendar? Yeah. It is packed from January to December. Yeah. With, uh, with, with so many, what do you call uh, meets and mm. what do you call competition? Yeah. So what happened now is uh, with this pandemic going on, uh, I we have in April we are supposed to have a qualifying Olympic qualifying meet. Mm. So all these have been been flushed down because uh, we have cancelled all our activities in the yearly calendar yeah and uh, and uh, some of the uh, overseas uh, swimmers come back and uh, what happened now is uh, they are training with the uh, national team in Bukajale under the american coach okay so so what happened now is i think we can't do anything about it because in malaysia we, we some of the activities like swimming and other sport activities have to be stopped for for time being except for the national team training right. where we are we are allowed to go on yeah and and I, and i think this olympic qualifier i think we have to put it on the back burner first yeah and we have to wait for fina to make a decision and i'm not sure whether the Olympic will be on or not. Yeah, at the uh, moment, uh, it's scary, isn't yeah, it? It's scary because uh, Japan is actually not 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 free from this uh, COVID-19 too, you know. Mm. So, mm. we have in the calendar, we have marked out a few of this meet supposed to be uh, like Malaysian Open, we have the Olympic qualifier, mm. and then we have, all, we have some other meets for diving too. Yeah. But, but we didn't carry out because of this uh, COVID-19 uh, thing. Mm. So mm. now I think everybody's waiting for FINA to make a decision. Mm. And, uh, and we, have, we have earmarked a few of them, mm. a few of the swimmers. To, to, because these swimmers are in our program known as podium program. Yep. We, have, we have a podium program whereby it's for other sports too. 
for those potential medal winner at Olympic. So we have we have them under the podium program whereby they are given allowance, mm. and 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 we will give them everything possible to make them, you know, better athlete yeah. and possible to challenge for the medal in, at the Olympic. Yeah. So we have a few. We have a few, maybe just just a few swimmers. Uh, divers we have more. Divers yeah. we have more, but swimming we have a few only. So I, I can't really tell you when it's going to go on. So I think we'll wait for FINA to make a decision on this. Yeah, and then make a decision from there. Yeah, and I think that's probably the most appropriate uh, action with, with the amount of crazy stuff that's going on at the moment. You just don't know, you know, when everything's going to spin out of control. But, yeah. uh, but Mr. Wong, let's wrap up this interview. And with my last question, I, I want to ask, you've served... For 25 years with Swimming Malaysia, and congratulations on that. That is that is a fantastic achievement. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Now, what do you want your legacy to be mm. when you leave Swimming Malaysia? Well, actually, I was uh, mainly involved in organizing and running coach, coaching courses mm. for all for 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 coaches in Malaysia, all yeah. over the all over the country. I think that would be the best place that I leave whatever that I have given to them, uh, because uh, we have a few, we have hundreds of coaches now, mm. having teams all around Malaysia, whether they are doing learn to swim program or whether they are doing competitive program. So I would like this message to be to be instilled in them that uh, you want performance. Performance isn't shaped by by rules by regulation, by culture, and by the environment. So we, we, we don't want that to be a distraction. Mm. So I, I want them to believe that uh, performance is shaped by, by behavior of yeah. self-help, self-belief, hard work, and the desire for excellence in order to produce a justified outcome. Yeah, so you wow. want to justify your outcome? That is how you should work towards it. So, so we don't want people to come in and tell us, well, they have limitation because they got rules, they got regulation, mm. the culture environment is not there, you know. So mm. I want them to have this self-belief that putting all other things aside, that it is self-help, self-belief, hard work, desire. And this is what I call behavior. It is, it is, it is how you behave towards all this. And I hope to leave them more hungry for more knowledge. And one day I hope they will have an Olympic winner among them. Wow. That is just fantastic. And, and such a beautiful note to end on Mr. Wong Tong Po. Thank you so much for coming on, on our show today and good luck with the lead up for Tokyo 2021 and, and everything that's happening over there. I hope you all stay safe. Thank you so much. Thank you for your good wishes and uh, have a good day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to that episode and I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to listen to more of our episodes, head to Apple and Spotify podcast for all of our podcasts. And please get the podcast out there, share it with friends, family, or any swimming person who stays dry so we can continue to share ideas, information, and inspire people to make changes to better swimming. Until next time, guys, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay dry.